The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 6 and 26. <clears throat> o Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation neither chasten me in thy displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also is sore troubled, but, Lord, how long wilt thou punish me? Turn thee, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit? I am weary of my groaning. Every night wash I my bed and water my couch with my tears. My beauty is gone for very trouble and worn away because of all mine enemies. Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my petition. The Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies shall be confounded and sore vexed. They shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. 
I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. O Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Give me just a moment. I am looking up the passage. begins the 10th verse of the 7th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Behold the day, behold it has come, doom has gone out, the rod has blossomed, pride has budded, violence has risen up into a rod of wickedness, none of them shall remain, none of their multitude, none of them, nor shall there be wailing for them. The time has come, the day draws near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is on their whole multitude. For the seller shall not return to what has been sold, though he may still be alive. For the vision concerns the whole multitude, and it shall not turn back. No one will strengthen himself who lives in, in iniquity. They have blown the trumpet and made everyone ready, but no one goes to battle. For my wrath is on all their multitude, the sword is outside, and the pestilence and famine within. Whoever is in the field will die by the sword, and whoever is in the city, famine and pestilence will devour him. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirteenth verse of the second chapter of the Gospel of St. John. Now the Passover 
Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered and said to him, what sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of the, thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. We begin in the Psalms, uh, Psalms 6 and 26, um, which uh, highlight for us a repetition of a theme that we've been tracing through Epiphany so far, going back to Psalm 1. Um, and really this um, this theme, this, you know, this, this, this kind of uh, this re- recurring uh, theme that uh, the upright will are those who walk in the way of the Lord and those who are who practice wickedness will fall. And so there's this um, continual poetic device of rising and falling throughout the whole Psalter that continually reflects that that kind of uh, that choice of two ways of going about life. Um, you know, as we recall back, um, you know, in in the you know in the Moses's parting sermon to the Israelites before entering the Promised Land, behold, at this day I set before you life and death. Choose life, right? Going back to, for example, the the, the you know the uh, the decision that Cain has to make before, con- as he's considering murdering his brother Abel, he says, God says to him, behold, sin is crouching at your doorstep, right? But at your threshold, but you may overcome it. Um, and so there's this, you know, continual um, choice that has to be made, you know, between good, the good that leads to life and the evil that leads to dissolution and destruction. And ultimately, this is this is played out, you know, as as wisdom, you know, which is what this theme we're continually tracing through um, through the um, through the Epiphany season, we're talking about the giving of the law is this revelation of what is the way that leads unto life, and by contrast, that way those ways which depart from that way of life that lead unto death. Now, as we look at the passage from Ezekiel today, we're looking at the kind of culmination of of that uh, of that you know initial charge of Moses entering the Promised Land. You, you look at Ezekiel, who is this priest uh, living already in the Babylonian exile while Jerusalem is still going, is still intact and is still thriving. We have to remember, um, as has been pointed out, that the captivity in Babylon uh, happened in three different phases, didn't happen all at once. And there were people that got exiled to Babylon before Jerusalem itself fell. And the occasion for Ezekiel 7 tonight is pointing in conjunction with chapter 8 to two facts about Jerusalem that are sealing the doom of the whole people. One is that in the buying and selling relationships, there is injustice that's being practiced. And so um, what will happen is that buyer and seller alike, which is this kind of um, just this caustic way of accounting for the whole people, um, you know, in the oracle that Ezekiel is communicating, uh, you know, God's way of saying all of my people is now saying all the buyers and sellers um, which reflects their sort of um, their the, the way that they've been reduced through their own choices to become these kind of um, cynical economic relationships. 
Um, and in chapter eight, we see um, a vision of the temple being desecrated actively, even after part of the people have been sent into captivity and exile. That reflects the idolatry of the people. So this kind of injustice and, you know, this sort of economic injustice and this idolatry, these things together are just this corruption of the heart of Judah, which is in the temple city of Jerusalem. And because of this, the whole thing is being dismantled and it's falling apart. And the, 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 you know, Ezekiel's oracle, who's not in Jerusalem at this time, he's already off in captivity, is for the captives who are already there, who have any hope left that, um, that their captivity is going to be overturned and that somehow Judah is going to be, you know, is going to be redeemed. This is an oracle that says, look, even after you got sent into exile, even after all these signs of God's ju judgment and justice being revealed to them, they are still going on merrily as ever doing these things. And so because of that, it's the revelation, the epiphany that their heart has become completely corrupt. And as a result of that, there is just nothing but judgment left for them. Um, this is reflected again in the passage from John 2 tonight, where we see Jesus uh, come, come as a kind of a light of epiphany to the temple as, you know, in his ministry for the Passover feast and finding in it much the same kind of conditions that we see in Ezekiel 7 and 8. This house of prayer has been reduced to a den of robbers um, and buying and selling happening and people being exploited. Um, and the same injustice and idolatry that Ezekiel witnessed um, in his time is now being witnessed again. And for this, Jesus says how, you know, even after all of that happened to the people in captivity, this is still happening again. Um, and so this temple is going to be raised to the ground, just as it was in the days of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. Um, and so there's a failure to learn from those things and to uh, to heed to the wisdom that had already been revealed. And for this judgment comes. And so, um, and, and, you know, and as we go forward in this, you know, we see the people of Jerusalem respond very positively to Jesus's teaching um, about, you know, Jesus's teachings and, and Jesus himself, it says, does not entrust himself to any of them, for he himself knew what was in man. Um, Jesus is the only one on the scene who actually, uh, who, 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 you know, being the wisdom of God knows how this story is going to go, that even if they hail him now, they're going to curse him later um, because this is what that people has always done. And this is what people always do. They, you know, they, they, they capriciously hail God and then they want to nail him to a cross. Um, and so for us, as we're moving into the kind of the, 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 the next part of the season of Epiphany and closing the octave here of the first week, um, it's a reminder to us of the, that this is kind of the, the end of things. This is the end vision is that ultimately um, the wisdom of God in the, and as, as we understand it as Christians, wherever Christ is, that is where life is. To walk in the, walk in the way of Christ is to walk in the way of life. Um, and all other ways are, are bound for destruction. And so as we reflect on that going forward, it, it reminds us of how important it is to continually return to the Lord, um, because it's very easy to get distracted and to get to, and to get, um, you know, sort of divided from him. Um, sometimes even moments after we say amen in our prayers, um, we begin to forget the Lord. Um, and that's why we return so frequently, because it keeps us close to him where life is, where the truth is, where the light is. Um, so that we don't fall into darkness and that we don't get to, that we don't depart into ways that lead to our, our, our harm and our dissolution and our death. So 
Um, tonight, we're, so we're, we're called back in this evening time as the light outside is fading. We remember that Christ, the light, still shines in the darkness, and we're recalled. We're called back to Him now, and so that's what that's why we uh, that's that's why we're gathered here tonight. So, a couple thoughts, and we'll continue now with our intercession, page five ninety. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who has purchased to thyself an universal church by the precious blood of thy dear Son, mercifully look upon the same, and at this time so guide and govern the minds of thy servants, the bishops and pastors of thy flock, that they may lay hands suddenly on no man, but faithfully and wisely make choice of fit persons to serve the sacred ministry of thy church. And to those who shall be ordained to any holy function, especially thy servant John, give thy grace and heavenly benediction, that both by their life and doctrine they may show forth thy glory and set forward the salvation of all men, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight, and I hope you have a wonderful start to your weekend. Thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Hayden. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thank you. Have Thank a good you. night.